When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Tripe Supper, Gazette Borough's Middlesbrough Football Club podcast. What a load of tripe. Thank you for joining us for, for a tripe supper and we're talking goals. We thought, seeing as though Borough are scoring at the minute and, and they're sharing the goals out as well after after last season being absolutely starved of goals. We want to milk it for all it's worth while we can. I'm joined by uh, Anthony Vickers and Phil Tarantaya for this week's podcast. Vic fresh from Villa Park. Phil fresh from your first ever visit to Akron. Yeah, it was a bit of an eye-opener. I enjoyed it actually. I like the... Uh the more traditional venues. I was going to say league grounds, the lower league grounds, but really it's, I mean, Accrington's, I know they've got a league history, but it felt like a little bit of a decent non-league ground, if truth being told. But nice little ground, friendly people. Um, the game itself was interesting. It was feisty. Burr obviously lost 3-2 to a late goal. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details about the checker trade and sort of my gripes about that particular competition and the fact that clubs like Burr are in it, but... Um, yeah, an interesting night nonetheless. It, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go into the goals thing in a bit, but just quickly on that, mm. it, it, it opens up a whole different kind of avenue of possibilities for the youngsters, though, doesn't it? When on the same night they're looking and they're thinking, you know, their teammates and Lewis Wing and Marcus Tavernier and George Miller are getting a chance without wanting to kind of overly criticise Aitor Karanka. That those chances very rarely present themselves during his time in charge. Suddenly they can see a pathway, can't they? Those young players. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if Aitor thought a player was good enough, he'd get the chance. When we saw that with Ben. Gibson didn't roll, obviously he was a first team player before Aitor took over. Dale Fry. Dale Fry, of course, as well, yeah. Um, I think it's just those those guys are growing up a bit. I think you also look back to last season, it was a Premier League season, you know, realistically you're not going to get a 19, 20 year old knocking on the door very often at any club in the Premier League, never mind Middlesbrough. I think I think the disappointment for me is without dragging the conversation out about the checker trade trophies, I think it's an opportunity to blend the team. So you've got six or seven of your best 19, 20, 21 year olds and three or four of your of, of players who were in the first team but haven't had a run out for a few weeks. Danny Ayala, for example, hasn't had much of a get chance, has he lately? Ryan Shotton was cup tied last night. So there's an opportunity there for not only for lads to test themselves against league opposition, um, which I couldn't would have been if they hadn't made ten changes, but also an opportunity to play alongside somebody. I, I can't believe that it wouldn't be a great benefit to to a. Uh, to um, you know, um, any of those lads who were in the Borough team last night to share a field with Patrick Bamford, for example, or, or as I say, Danny Ayala, or, or one of the other players who, who who need a bit of game time. So I think there's much much to be improved about it. I think the principle, if you get over the idea that um, 
you know, why on earth are, you know, that it's a Trojan horse to get Premier League B teams into League One and League Two. There's always that argument, and I get that. But I think if you're going to have the, if you're going to go down this line, make the most of it. I personally don't think clubs are. From Akron, done a good to... job of not dragging that one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from from Akron to Aston, um, Vic, we, we touched there on, on the fact that Wing Intervenia got the chance. Miller was on the bench, and Ainsley Pears too, who who got the nod ahead of Thomas Mejias on the on the bench for Borough. Um, Wing Intervenia looked apart, didn't they? They're not just in. So Monk could tick a box of getting young players in. They showed that Absolutely. they're in on merit. They, they didn't look out of place at all. Uh, and to be fair, Villa had a couple of couple of young lads in as well. So I mean, they were doing similar things. But uh, the pair of them, I thought, were very lively. Uh, they weren't overawed. Uh, they both got, I think, good, intelligent football brains. They make the good movement, nice touch. Uh, Tavernier should probably have had a goal. You know, it's uh, uh, you need optical scientific instruments to to uh, work out that it didn't cross the la- the line. He would be gutted by that. He probably deserved it. He got an assist. Uh, Wing, probably you could say he got an assist because his ball in for Bamford, uh, when Bamford was skittled for the penalty, was absolutely sublime. Uh, and the pair of them were, were up for the game and, and it was nice to see that. It was nice to see uh, young kids come into the team and and more than survive, you know, not just go through the motions, but actually make a contribution to the team. Can I just, just before yeah. that as well, can I just make the point, you, you know... Um, with the side sideline a little bit, but it's hel- it's great, you know. Lewis Wing, for example, came to Borough from another club. Marvin Johnson, you know, has come through the ranks and been signed by Borough. Um, Luke Armstrong played for the um, the Twenty Ones last night on um, on Tuesday night. I like the idea of Borough going out and and spotting these talented young players, and they maybe didn't come through the Borough Academy in the traditional route of a Ben Gibson, but nonetheless, I think it's a healthy sign. The borough are not only identifying these players, they're also getting in the team as well. You know, I think that local market's been ignored for too long. Just, just on there, you you talked about kind of the um, the Lewis wing assist and the, and the Marcus Tavernier assist. I think it's worth pointing out that you know last season, obviously the the, the problem was a lack of goals, but it wasn't. You know, if you if you'd fed Alvaro a grid or chances, he'd, the chances are he'd taken them. Jordan Rhodes too went when he was at the club. Um, you were talking about it, we were talking about it early in the office today, Phil. And you were saying you know the problem has often been that the fact that what well, certainly was last year that Borough weren't creating. I think you know you look at the QPR game and the Villa game, and and there were two moments. Both games, QPR I thought were very comfortable uh, at one 0 up when Borough when Borough equalised, and the Villa game. Bruce pointed out afterwards that. He didn't feel under any threat until the opener. It was two really clinical moments of, of kind of uh, fine vision and then the quality to deliver the pass that kind of split the defence. Marvin Johnson's for Lewis Baker against QPR and, and, and Lewis Wings last night. You can't underestimate the importance of having those creative players who can find that yard, can you? Who can, who can tee it up for the strikers who will then put the ball away. No, that, that's, that's the key to any game, isn't it? Finding space... A little bit of movement, uh, seeing other people's movement and, and putting the pass in at the right moment. Uh, that's that's the magic. Uh, it's really easy, in some respects, to organise a team not to lose. You can put you know your, your two banks of four and squeeze the space, uh, and it, it's you know, it's a perfectly respectable way of going about football. But it's the moments of magic where you're pushing up the field and trying to stretch and find pockets of, of space and exploit the defence and stretch them and find holes. And, and that's what people like to watch because it's in those moments that you get the entertainment. Oh, sorry, go so, on. Well, I, I, it's, it's nice to see Borough 
I've taken a, a, a more refreshing approach this season and are being more assertive on the pitch and are trying to make those things happen. I don't think it's quite clicked yet. I don't think the balance in the midfield is quite right. I don't think the component parts are quite right. And uh, you know, Gary Monkey still seems to me to be finding a way to get the balance right. But there are some good players in there. And there are players there whose instinct is to attack. Uh, we've got a bit of pace, we've got a bit of creativity, a lot of skill there. And it, it's a nice problem to have when you think you're jiggling around several possible potent attacking forces. I mean, how many teams have the perfect balance? I'm struggling to think of one. You know, City, when they get it right, you know, they struggle at defence sometimes. We've heard Jurgen Klopp coming under pressure because Liverpool attack too much but can't defend, you know. I think there's a case to be made for both Aitor Karanga's method and Gary Monk's method. Uh, they both want the same thing. They both want to win games. Aitor's method was very much, will be hard to break down, will be tight. We won't create a huge amount of chances. I mean, you used to always, didn't you, trot out the fact that we had loads of shots. And then you'd, come, you'd have a look at your list and think one shot on target in 90 minutes. But nonetheless, Borough, Borough were relatively successful for, for the first three and two and a half years of his time at the club. You know, got to Wembley, won automatic promotion. So that method worked for Borough. I think Gary Monk's method is roll the dice a little bit more. We might get caught at the back. But nonetheless, he's backing his team to score goals. And I think that's been... So apparent this season already that if, if push comes to shove, Borough can outscore the opposition. We saw that against QPR. We certainly saw it against Bolton in what was another tight, scrappy match, if truth, truth be told. So um, I think Monk has, as Vic says, the, the balance hasn't, isn't quite there yet. But then how many teams do yeah. get the perfect balance? Because, of course, there's an opposition out there to hurt you as well. But I think it's a massive point that you made. The original point is the fact that Borough now create chances. So if you had a Jordan Rhodes in the team like this he'd get three chances and yeah he might miss one or two like a somber long has missed yeah, one or yeah, two yeah, yeah. but he'll score them because he's a goal scorer it, it genuinely was the case quite often yeah. in, a, in a Borough game in the Karanka era is that they'd only create a couple of chances per match and if you didn't snaffle it that was it the chance was gone and it wasn't coming back for another hour or two it puts so much pressure on the striker that doesn't it when, when, when a chance has come they're desperate for that chance we've seen that strikers can try too hard at times we saw it with some longer at Forest when you know you're only getting that one chance and it comes and you miss it then suddenly the kind of weight of the world on your shoulders yeah. isn't it yeah uh, and it's nice that the, the onus is no longer on the main striker to hurt the opposition you know, there are other players in the mix that can be just as effective and that's not just good for you as a, as, a, as a striker up front to know that some of the burden's been taken, but it's a real problem for the opposition. The opposition coaches now have to sit down with, with a real headache when they look at the, when they're playing against Borough because potentially there's four or five match winners in the team. Well, you say that. I mean, you, I think that's one of the plus points since, since the international break, isn't it? Since then, uh, Marvin Johnson, Lewis Baker, Patrick Bamford, Ashley Fletcher and, and Britta Sombolonga have all scored. Are you consider that Adama Traore... Was was you know he's looking like he he's gonna kind of if his if his assists and his fight and his uh, his delivery and, and and thinking in the final thirds anything to go by at Villa then he'll soon be knocking on the door and getting a goal. Martin Braithwaite still to return. You've got Rudy Gusted out, um, and then and then there's kind of anyone else who's going to chip in with the odd goal as well. Grant Ledbetter when when he gets his scoring boots on. Uh, that that's so important, isn't it, Phil? Yeah, I, was, I think I've said before in this forum. I think one of the biggest problems Gary Monk's going to have this season is keeping everyone happy. Because at the moment you've got Martin Braithwaite injured, so you know, uh, and you've got uh, Dharma Troyer suspended. So at the moment they're not in the team 
not because they're not good enough or not because they haven't been picked because they're not available it's going to be really interesting you've got the dilemma at the weekend Patrick Bamford's just scored a couple of goals there's a good chance he won't start on Saturday there's a very good chance he won't start on Saturday well Ashley Fletcher too was brilliant yeah Ashley Fletcher was excellent against QPR Um, Marvin Johnson was a revelation Sombolonga scored a couple of goals without even (laughs) people almost noticing it Um, you you know he's got an embarrassment of riches up front and, and, and the great thing is it suddenly feels as though Borough aren't reliant on one player. You know, once over, you lose a, a player like Triori, you're thinking, who on earth's going to be the creative element? Well, up steps Marvin Johnson and has an absolute blinder, doesn't he? Um, you know, he's been the bonus signing, if you will. Um, so it, it's a great problem for Gary Monk to have. I think, but I, I do think he's going to have a few egos to massage along the way. Just on a some longer, and we're planning to do kind of an extended tribe, just looking at his impact so far. You said there that, that he scored a goal. Or he scored without, without realizing it. There's a compliment there, isn't there? That I guess there's already a sense of expectation that he will just stick the ball in the net. Well, yeah, he was there. He was there in the place. And I know I don't think you know we we we, we how, how often in the last couple of seasons have we seen the ball going and nobody been there? Now part of that might be just that Gary Monk's giving him the freedom to get in the box. But part of that's also his reading of the game. And you know we saw Johnson do that great bit of skill down the left for 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 a Sombolonga's header. But he was there to head it in. And um, it was a good ball, but it was a, it was a good finish, and that's the understanding that the same to be developing. Do we know yet the best system to get the best out of all these attacking players? Then, because obviously he's played four two three one since the national break, and that's worked seven points out of nine, and uh, and the cup win, although it was more four four two on Tuesday night. But I thought Borough looked more potent. Well, they did when when Fletcher came on and they went two up front against QPR. Is there such a thing as a a best system that suits, or is it is it such a wonderful thing? For I think if they can, you, they can they can juggle throughout it, games. You can change the system to emphasise the skill set of particular players. Some players will look better in a certain shape. Uh, I mean, Patrick Bamford, for instance, this season uh, had three or four excellent games when Borough were playing four three three, and he was. He was in the front three, but dropping a little bit deeper. And he was kind of almost playing as a number 10. Uh, and that, that, to me, really suits him because we know he's got a nice touch. He's, he's intelligent. He makes little deft little moves and finds pockets of space. And, and he was doing that really well. You could argue that that system wasn't necessarily bringing the best out of Asamba Longa, who is going to shine, the best one in the world, he's going to shine in a 4 2 three, one. If you play that system to suit a Sombolonga, then you kind of have to make Patrick Bamford play in an uncomfortable role. So it's, it's horses for courses. And, and I think that's one of the, the, the tasks that a manager ha, has to sit down and do. Which, which players do you want on the pitch in a particular game? And to make them more effective, you might have to tweak the system. The good thing is... He's shown that he's been willing to do that, uh, either through ch- you know his starting selection with a, a, a different shape, or by making substitutions and changing it when necessary. You say there that Asombolonga is best suited to a four-two-three-one. What what makes you say that? Why would you? Well, I think he has the pace uh, and the intent to make make little runs in and around the box. And if you've got two creative players either side of him, uh, and uh, who learn. The mechanics of how he works, putting the ball at his feet, I think he's absolutely devastating. 
Fletcher's probably the one who, who we still don't know too much about, isn't he? But and he, and he has played a fair bit of football. He played 90 at Villa Park. Um, he came off the bench against QPR, probably had his best perform, probably put in his best performance, I thought. He, he hasn't done anything wrong, has he, so far? Has he, has he just been the victim of those above him? And, and again, we, we perhaps don't know how Borough will best get the best out of him, do we, yeah? No, I think he probably didn't do him any favours by starting him at Wolves, actually. Um, because he just joined the club, hadn't he? And, um, and he looked a bit lost in that match. Um, I was impressed with him against QPR. I've got to be honest. I thought um, he changed the game. I think, but I do think you know we've just been talking about formations. I think too much is sometimes made of formations. For me, football's about having people in space when you need them and people to close down space when you need them. And and you can you know we saw we saw four two three one last season played in a myriad of different ways you know we saw the Spurs 4-2-3-1 which, which looked sublime for an hour against Borough didn't it, it so did set, Palaces and yeah. Palaces and we saw Borough's 4-2-3-1 look completely unfit for purpose because there was no movement there was no mobility so I think so much you can make so you can, you can talk about formations till you, the cows come home if you don't get players to support the teammates you'll never make a system work and I think what I like about Monk's system is it seems to me that the players are, are always available. You know, there's always a, there's always a pass on. There's always you know there's always when Borough attack, they don't attack with one or two players. They attack with numbers, and we made that point so often last season, didn't we? In these sort of situations, saying you know when Borough break, they don't break in enough numbers to to support. And I'll, you know how many times did Negredo just get the ball and he was surrounded by five or six defenders on midfielders, and his teammates were miles away. Apart from Martin Derudo, who just <laughs> approaching on the yeah. edge of the box. So I do. I think. I think. I think. I, I think what we're seeing is a Borough, a Borough team in a little bit of flux at the moment, trying trying to find. He may never nail down one formation. He may feel that's too limiting. I mean, I thought it was significant, very significant on Saturday that he took Clayton off at half time to 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 and just left one covering def- defensive midfielder in Ledbetter and basically said to QPR look we don't think you're good enough to beat us I think I think my, my attacking players if I support them properly I think they're going to they're going to be too good for you and I know it was a bit touch and go at, at, at times on Saturday but we did see didn't we that those creative players Fletcher was you know played some wonderful stuff Johnson played some wonderful stuff Asambalonga as I say almost did his job without you know, being noticed so I think they are going to be too hot to handle for most teams in this division. I think what plays in the Borough's favour on that as well is, is if you're an opposing manager preparing to play Borough, say Slovisia Kanovic on Saturday, he's looking and he's thinking, you know, whereas last season it was it was blatantly obvious that Borough were in the very early stage of the season we're going to play 4-2-3-1, after that the variation of 4-3-3. This year you're looking and you're thinking, well, it could be 4-2-3-1, it could be 4-4-2 because they made it work in, in the cup in midweek. They've played 4-3-3 already this season. And, and I know you often say about managers, don't you, that you know, set, set your team up, as a fan, you think, you know, set your team up for the opposition to worry about you rather than you mm. worrying about them. But when you're coming up against a team like Borough with so many attacking players, you need to be aware, don't you, of, of what damage they can do to you at the back. Yet it must be so difficult at the minute to prepare to... To come up against Borough, you don't know on on Saturday, for example, if you're Yukanovic, whether they're going to play Marvin Johnson out there on the left, or whether Patrick Bamford's going to play on the left and drift inside to support. To, to and I suppose some training pictures on the on the website, so somebody can. Bamford then does he does he start Saturday after his after his double at Villa Park? Personally, I would like to see him in the team. I, I think. Uh, 
I think he he understands how the players around him work, and I think he's got an intelligence about him that can hurt teams. I think he's got a nice touch. He picks the right pass, a well-weighted pass. Uh, I, I like I like I like to watch him. Uh, but I, I do accept that you've got to get a Sombolonga in the team as well because he's the one that's going to be the handful in and around the box and, and score the goal. So it's not so much what players you use, it's how you accommodate them. Uh, the 4-3-3 was good in terms of what it gave Borough up front, but it always felt a little bit clunky. And it, it wasn't it, right in the middle, it, was it? There's, there's something not quite right there. And that might be just a question of getting the balance right, and that's something for Gary Monk to work on the training ground. Uh, would Patrick Bamford work well alongside a Sombolonga as a four-four-two? I'm not totally convinced. So, uh, could you play Bamford in the ten role as a four-two-three-one? We haven't really seen that, have we? And it's also you're kind of losing some of the fluidity of a natural midfielder that would drop deep there, maybe. So. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, knew, I knew that was a long winded way of getting that. If, if he does come in, Phil, who, who's likely to drop out? Are, are you looking at Lewis Baker or Stuart well, Downing? I, I, I do get the argument that Lewis Baker is. It, it, people might say, well, I haven't seen Lewis Baker do a huge amount, but I do think he's worth persevering with. I don't think Patrick Bamford's a number 10, frankly. I think he's a striker who scores goals. He's done a good job playing in, in, in an attacking midfield position in the past. But that think, probably hasn't helped him, has it? No, I don't think it has helped him. But I think Borough now have the raw pace in those positions that he doesn't offer. So, you know, Sombolong is going to start. He should start. He scored two goals in his last appearance. And he's, and he's, he's, Burra's, he's Burra's chosen striker at the moment, isn't he? And then you look at it and I think, I think, um, I think we've got to get our heads around the fact that Stuart Downing isn't this blistering you know, beats his man and gets a crossing winger anymore. I, just, I don't think Burroughs see him as that. I don't think he sees himself as that anymore. He's in his 30s now. He hasn't quite got that, you know, that he's still fairly nippy when you see him run, but he hasn't got th- that, that magic factor that he maybe has had before. And I like the way that Gary Monk's used him in, a with, in an inside role as a safe, almost a safe pair of hands who just doesn't waste the ball. And that's clearly what he did on Saturday in the second half. He clearly said to the players at half-time, taking you off Adam Clayton, Grant Ledbetter sit in front of the back four. Stuart Downing, your job is to be like a, almost a floating number ten, but with more, you know, to, to to recycle the ball while the lads with the pace, the raw pace, the Fletchers, um, and Marvin Johnson do the damage. And Stuart that's love that. One, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what he wants to do, and I think you know, I think fans are saying, well, you know, why isn't he playing well? well he hasn't been that sort of player for a long time. You know, West Ham when he was on on fire, he was playing through the middle. Now. You know, got to be realistic. He's 33, I think. Now he's not going to be that kind of player. So, um, I don't. I think I'm quite happy for him to go with the Samba longer on Saturday. I'm quite happy for him to stick with more or less the same personnel he used against QPR. I think they've earned the right. Um, it's just a question mark of whether he brings Clayton back as a starter with Ledbetter, or he he kind of uses the players as we've just talked about with Downing as the extra midfielder. Um, I think he might go with that. It, 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 does it send out the wrong message, though? Monk talks about earning the right a lot. Does it send out the wrong message if Bamford comes in, scores two goals, and then doesn't keep his place? In the team? Well, it, it sends the wrong message if he replaces somebody who who's better in him, in, better than him in a certain position. Now he's not going to replace Marvin Johnson, you wouldn't think. He, I, I, he might come in for Ashley Fletcher, or uh, he didn't start against QPR, of course. So he might find him room within there, but. 
Would Borough be better with Bamford in that position than Fletcher? I'm not so sure anymore. Or Baker. Baker, obviously it was Baker, yeah. time, wasn't it? Down yeah. on the right, Johnson on the left. Time will tell anyway, but uh, plenty, plenty for Monk to ponder ahead of Saturday's trip to Fulham. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Vic.